Are you a college student looking for better guidance on how to, quote, figure out your life after college? Maybe you're slowly looking at jobs, or maybe you're finally getting around to editing your resume, or maybe you're just getting anxiety awaiting for the question at Thanksgiving family dinner, what are you going to do after college? Yep, I've been there. That's why I created my career ebook guide to help guide you on the path to young adult life in your postgrad career. From custom resume templates, ways to improve your LinkedIn, cover letter examples, top interview questions, and more, it's all in my ebook guide, which you can find on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog/shop. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. On today's very short and quick bonus Friday episode, I want to talk about the topic around how to be less reactive and how to be more mindful about things that we can control and then also about things that we can't control. So um, this is going to be a pretty short rant, spiel, whatever you want to call it. And I have a few key bullet notes here that I'm going to review. But um, I also want to preface though that a lot of this comes out of inspiration from Stoicism. If you follow me or if you have been following me for a while, then you probably are aware about my obsession for reading the Daily Stoic, which I wouldn't say I read every single day, unfortunately, but I do read at least three to five times a week. And in those three to five times, I always read a couple of pages to catch up, obviously. But um, I've been reading this book, I think, since late junior year, going into senior year, I believe. So I've been practicing this for a while. I remember this kind of mentality and this philosophy really brought a change into my life. So uh, the first person I heard about Stoicism from is Tim Ferriss. And then the author of the few books that I have read that really focus on Stoicism is Ryan Holiday. And he wrote The Daily Stoic, obviously inspired by Stoic philosophers. And then also a very key book that impacted me is called The Obstacle is the Way, also by Ryan Holiday. So those two books I highly recommend if you are in a mindful place right now where you are ready to take the next step in simply being less reactive and less emotional to things around you. And before I get into the questions as well, I do also want to say being less emotional is not a bad thing or is it a good thing. It's rather just being able to transfer your energy into something more productive and something more aligned with your life. So I remember a lot of people used to say like, wow, Emily, you just have no emotions or you have to feel your emotions, those kind of things. Obviously, I do feel my emotions. We are human and I think that's very natural for us to feel the emotions, but I think there's a huge difference in feeling those emotions, particularly the good ones, 
and also being mindful about getting rid of the bad negative ones, the ones that simply don't add, you know, goodness into our life, you know, for example, being angry and being sad for something that is out of our control. So I'm going to dive into it and I will start with the first question. So the first question I often ask myself is what difference will it make if I choose to be angry or if I become angry? Oftentimes this will occur, for example, when someone cuts me off in traffic or when someone is being a shitty driver next to me and they're just kind of pissing me off. And I think that's such a easy, maybe even universal situation where I'm going to assume maybe 70% of drivers will react to a stupid driver. They might honk, they might say fuck you, they might, you know, flip the other driver off, whatever that may be. And I think there's, you know, sometimes like I remember I used to propose the argument like, okay, just because you're saying fuck you doesn't mean you're actually using wasteful energy. <laughs> and like I still kind of agree with that to an extent. I just think I would rather use that amped up fuck you energy towards something that could be like celebrating a successful win or something in my life or in my day whether that's like I don't know losing three pounds or maybe hitting um 10,000 downloads per episode like whatever like being able to scream the same kind of energy as you would if you were to scream fuck you at your window you know what I mean so that's kind of my thought process like I just ask myself like does my life change if I say fuck you to that driver that cut me off when they're never going to hear me, they're never going to see me again? Is it going to make my life any better, right? And then I remember my ex-boyfriend, he used to be like, well, you know, sometimes it's just fun. Sure, it can be fun, but I think when you get older, you just start to realize like, is it even worth it? And I just go back to the example I said earlier, you should contribute that massive amped up fuck you energy towards something like you know winning something for yourself so that's just my opinion um if it doesn't make a difference then you should just choose to be content neutral happy and move the hell on another emotion that i think we can often feel with situations that we don't have control over is obviously being sad or upset so a great example would be being upset over okay i'm gonna go to like a guy situation so maybe being upset over the fact that a guy that you have a crush on went on a date with another girl or maybe the guy that you have a crush on is also talking to another girl because hello we are in 2020 and uh we all know girls and boys tend to text and talk to multiple people until they figure out what's their best option so I say this almost like in relation to my own personal experience. I think a few years ago when I was 20 years old and just trying to figure out the mental bullshit, I definitely got sad and upset over those things. Like even if a guy that I liked was following another girl and, and I would just create these scenarios in my head. And fortunately, I have controlled a lot of that 
wasteful thinking thanks to my one of my best friends Dana she helps me through that and also just through stoicism but I think that's something I would love for you guys to challenge yourself if that's something you notice that you have as a problem in your life and and maybe it's not about like guys right maybe you are one of the few girls that really doesn't get insecure or jealous if your crush is talking to another person maybe it's like instead i don't know maybe you feel left out because your one of your friends like hung out with another friend and you feel sad about it and yeah i mean like it does make sense to be upset and it does make it's like understandable too but then again i go back to the question is choosing to be sad because remember you choose to feel those emotions whether you want to believe it or not and whether you want to accept it or not you actually choose to feel sad in that moment and if we didn't get to choose well then we're not humans (laughs) okay and we have free will so it's just a matter of mastering our mind to be able to choose something else and again that takes practice like I've been doing this since mid-junior year of college which is about almost two years ago now so it does take time but just kind of going back to it like you can choose to be sad that so and so went out to hang with friends without you you can choose to be sad that the guy that you like is texting another girl now Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. But at the end of the day, what difference and what positive contribution is it making to your life? That's just what you need to ask yourself. And then when you ask yourself, you are going to realize like, well, shit, I kind of seem dumb now because it's not adding anything good into my life. So you're going to kind of like sit there and be like, wow, I am kind of silly for feeling those things. But then the next question is, how can I get out of this cycle? How can I choose to be more content, more happy, more, I guess, like more intrinsic or like looking more introspectively into myself? How can I choose me over all these other negative emotions and feelings? And I think that's just, again, comes to practicing of reading Daily Stoic or practicing meditation, for example, or being consistent with yourself like keeping promises to yourself when you say you're going to go work out for three to five times a week like those are things that are going to help you be more confident in choosing the alternative that will be a more positive contribution to your life another question i like to ask myself is will my life improve if i choose to hate that person will my life improve if i worry about the situation again the two emotions here are hate and worry hate and worry often bring anxiety as do the other feelings but these two i would say we can all kind of just reflect on and agree that when we feel these things we start to bring anxiety on ourselves 
And so obviously I think we all know hate is a very unproductive feeling and I I do see it a lot in the Gen Z generation as well as my own. I mean, I'm on the brink of millennial, but I might as well be Gen Z or millennial. And, you know, I always just kind of wonder, like, but what's the point? What are you gaining from hating this presidential candidate and vice versa? Or what are you gaining from hating you know, your ex's new girlfriend, right? Like all of these scenarios that I've heard of from personal experience or just from witnessing it. And it's like, I, you know, you, you put yourself in that box of feeling shitty, really. Because again, at the end of the day, you choose to hate that person because what they can do whatever to you but only you get to choose what you do to you. And that's just the most liberating and most powerful realization to recognize and acknowledge. Because when you realize that you actually have so much more control over your own life and your own destiny, you're going to apply a lot more, I would say, just like willingness and drive into your life and... Some might disagree with me, but I just think like when people start to shift their mindset into realizing that they really can do whatever the hell they want, like all doors are open then, really. And then I think like same thing, worrying about a situation, you know, whether maybe you're worrying and getting anxiety about whether you're going to get accepted to your dream college. You know, that's kind of like a, I don't want to say that's like the worst anxiety ever, but that's just an example of light anxiety, right? And that's a great example of saying, look, once you've submitted your application and once you've already taking, taken the SATs, the ACTs, whatever things that you needed to take to get into college at this time of life, you don't have control over the decision maker. You don't have direct control over the outcome anymore. At that point, I mean, you did prior to applying in a sense of how willing you are to improve your scores, how willing you are to stay focused in school and do well enough to have a competitive GPA and so forth, right? But at the point when you're applying and when your application's already in and you're supposed to hear from the school within a month, you're not going to change the situation by feeling worried that your life is over and that you might not get in. And it just really brings down your mental energy and your ability to just enjoy life in the moment, you know? And then I guess one last kind of corny one I like to say is, will my life improve if I keep checking his Instagram and who he follows? So I already kind of brought it up in the one of the initial questions, but you know, same thing. I think this is a problem that kind of happens a lot amongst girls and and my fellow females whether we want to admit it or not we all know we've done it before or at the very least we know of a friend that does this and she just gets so worried about who he's following and if he's going on dates with these girls and if she's hotter than her right so you know you like I just think like when you ask yourself these questions you just start to realize like, wait, it doesn't really matter. Because at the end of the day, life really does go on. These 
tiny moments in our life, they're just so micro. And you kind of have to just observe life in a more macro viewpoint. You got to look at life five years from now, 10 years from now. And you got to ask yourself, do those things matter? And trust me when I say feeling anger and feeling hate and feeling these very negative energetic thoughts do bring you down even though some people might not agree and might not believe it they really do and they cause stress and poor mental health and so forth and so I think with the podcast being one of the focuses is mental health I do want to make sure I get to touch on that topic and I think stoicism has, or not I think, I know stoicism has changed my perspective on a lot of things and probably why many of you kind of see me as someone that is able to stay grounded in most instances and um, I think like, for example, if you know me in person as well, you probably have seen the way I just kind of don't jump into chaos that quick and I don't jump to drama that much and I don't kind of get reactive to what all the fire is about because it really is a waste of energy. And so if you are interested in maybe improving this mental ability and mental skill set again it is a skill set it is something that you learn and you practice and you practice mindfully every single day i would recommend two books that i mentioned earlier in this or actually three because it depends where you are at in this mental shift if you are in the very beginning and you kind of still care about what people think and you know that this is really hard for you I would personally recommend the book The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. It's a very funny, witty, and truthful book. And I think this is really great for you if you're 18, 19, 20, you're in college, you you know, you know the whole spiel about college and such. Um, but then after that, I would recommend The Daily Stoic. And that's something I love to read a couple times a week. I like to read a couple pages each time because it's like one page. So it literally takes no more than one minute to read one page and it can really change your mindset. And then uh, the third and last book would be The Obstacle is the Way. And this one I actually listened to on Audible. So I would highly recommend it. And yeah, that is all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this topic and this podcast and episode in general i would love if you could send me some feedback let me know in my dms on instagram comment on the latest post or even better just rate and review the podcast on apple Podcasts, and i will screenshot your review and post it on instagram stories to shout you out so thank you guys so much for the endless support and love i hope you enjoy your weekend and i will talk to you guys next time bye